The Alpha Sessions. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's Alpha Sessions. And today we have Dea Doyle. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming in, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay actually. We've been listening to your wonderful playing all morning and I'm very excited to have a chat with you. So this is your first radio it is. session. How do you feel so far? Um, it's been really nice. You guys made me feel super comfortable, so thanks. Oh, well, that's what we like to hear. Um, we like to represent. So, you're born and raised London. Yeah. West London. South West London, yeah. Is your musical family part of your beginnings in music? Or tell me about how music started for you. Um, so, my dad's a musician. Um, and my mum is she I means she listens to music more than he does, so <laughs> she's far more of like a music lover than him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, there was always music in the house. Um and like on a Sunday afternoon my dad would sit me down and show me a few chords on the guitar and then that kind of evolved into writing songs mm-hmm. when they were rubbish. I used to have this like song that was just like G and E minor and it was like maybe baby something brutal but I thought I was brilliant at like age nine so kind of that's how that all started and I had classical piano lessons which I despised like absolutely despised them when I used to when I was meant to be practicing I used to like find the song on YouTube on my laptop that I was meant to be learning and someone playing it and I just play it out loud and I'd just be on my phone my mum next door would think I was practising. That's so naughty. But she thought you were a virtuoso yep. piano player. Yeah, no idea. Wow. So, yeah. What was wrong with classical piano? I don't know. Just didn't hit the I spot just, of the time? No, like when I do like pop covers and things in like my spare time, loved that. But I have to be grateful because it did teach me a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are the things that shape us. Like they the first are. songs, the first songs we write. Is that the first one you remember writing, the G and E minor? Yeah. Uh, and did you always write, or was this sort of like in the bedroom writing about imaginary boyfriend yes always 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 been about love never had uh, from like nine to 18 before i ever had my first proper boyfriend they were always love songs well it's an instinct yeah it's an instinct but it's also pop music in the noughties which i imagine is what you grew up listening to a lot of noughties pop or is it not do your roots go back into the 70s and 80s yeah like my parents listen to a lot of like my mum loves Bowie and Prince all, mm. and all the obvious oh, stuff. Um, but my dad loves like soul and like Luther and Marvin Gaye. And he's a bass player, so I feel like oh, bass wow, players okay. are inclined to like that stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so it's been very mixed. But I know I remember one of my early memories of singing was I was in Gap in Uxbridge. Well, I don't remember this. Wow. My mum actually tells me. And do you remember Nelly and Kelly Dilemma? Oh, one of my favourites. It's such a tune. And I stood in the middle of the shop, I was about three, and just sang, like, I love you. And, I, and I then the that. shop assistant's like, oh, and she's so cute. <laughs> I wish you caught that moment on film. Because then in the years to come, when you're out there, somebody will dig that out, and oh, it'll be like your first gosh. shining moment. Yeah, with my little glasses and my bunches, yes. looking rough. <laughs> <laughs> so since then, I mean, things have changed a lot. Obviously, you're not now standing in Gap in Uxbridge no. singing Nelly and Kelly. No. But you have released three singles. I have, yes. One of which was not very long ago, April. Yes, this April. Year. Yeah. Um, and you did play that for us today, so we'll hear that. But the first, I want to go back to your first release. Um, what was the first single you released? A uh, new lover. So yes. that's like a very pop. Mm-hmm. Back in um, 2021. 20, uh, 2020? Is it 20? 20, no, 2021. 21? It was 2021. Yeah, no, um, my friend, it was during lockdown and we mm-hmm. just, I just left uni because we missed the last three months because of going mm-hmm. into lockdown. And my best friend Tyler, 
um, just we said I said I'm going to start recording my stuff and kind of I said will you produce it because he's in an indie band called Manatees and they're really good and mm-hmm. I trust Tyler with my whole heart we have like the same taste completely so we just kind of sent it back and forth and like, I'd send him bits he'd send it back I'd go like this don't like that and that's kind of how that happened mm. um, yeah my dad played bass on that so because oh, he's nice. free <laughs> but um, yeah so that's how that happened and then the next single Make a Living was the same with Tyler mm-hmm. so yeah. with the first single how was that release process so was that it was post lockdown which is already a little bit rocky but also self released yeah. and self managed yeah how was that process for you? well it was all really new to me like I'd mm. obviously never done that before so I was um, like every step of the way like you know uploading it to the distributor and all this I was mm-hmm. like Tyler have I done it correctly <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no that was I've, um, it was really exciting I felt like and I feel like everyone well my friends and the people like that well, everyone was really excited mm-hmm. for me and it just yeah it just felt really good and that is probably one of my favourite songs of mine mm-hmm. when I play it live I do always think why did I write this it is so high I can barely sing it <laughs> but yeah That's no I New Lover, I, did, I do love that song. I think it's a bit of a bop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you write that completely on your own? So you worked with Tyler. I did, I but... do. I write all my songs on my own. Oh, and he mm. just produces with you and records. Yeah, not anymore, but for the mm. first few singles he did, yeah. Do you have a home studio set up? I don't, I don't. Mm. I'm not that inclined production-wise. Mm. Like, I, I know the basics, but mm-hmm. I don't really have a love for it. I'd rather like sit there and tell yeah. someone else what I want and hope that... They do it. Well, that's <laughs> fine. That is fine. You know, there are people who love doing the other side and hate doing the writing side, so yeah, you've got yeah. to have both sides. Um, but the first song you played for us today was not that song. It was one that I have never heard before. It's a really old song of mine, actually. I think I wrote it when I was about 15, but it's mm-hmm. just one of those that's always stayed in, in the catalogue. It's weirdly my brother's favourite of all my songs, mm. and he's, which is random, it's very not like him. But, yeah, so I told him I'll play that for him. And he was like, all right then. <laughs> wow I hope he appreciates it because yeah he should <laughs> just live. Um, tell me more about it so you wrote it a long time ago but do you remember what it was about or was it just a it theoretical was, one it was a theoretical one it was about my mum always says my best songs are the ones that aren't actually about real people wow yeah I don't know if that, is that a compliment I, I don't, don't know. know I feel like that? Fa- false people are a bit more exciting you can make things up yeah, whereas good. when you're telling the truth yeah. it's a bit more a bit more serious, bit more serious. <laughs> right so you don't remember writing this one at all? I do remember oh, writing remember it, writing? but it wasn't about anyone or anything special. Mm. It was just a lie. <laughs> I had a dream about you the other day you changed my way of living How you took all I was given I had a dream about you The other day How you came and then you left Yeah, you left me bereft I had a dream, had a dream I had a dream that you wanted me yeah. Wondering if You wouldn't have left me in that bed Do you ever think of me? I don't think so, darling I just think I was looking 
Alpha sessions. And why have you chosen not to release this one if this is a um, favourite of your brother's? I mean, it I, must be a special. I don't know. I feel like because it's quite a chilled, acoustic-y one, mm. and I think I've been trying to kind of direct my music a little bit more upbeat mm. and catchy, I'd say. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that I won't. I'm not to release it later, but it just hasn't happened yet. Mm. At the moment, your path is more. Yeah. And I'm a bit fickle, like my favourite song is always the most recent one I've written. <laughs> so when something's been in the back catalogue for a while, I'm a bit like, yeah, yeah, over that one, not not into that one anymore. Mm. But, yeah, no, it probably will happen eventually. Mm. Well, I think that's natural, though, when you sort of come out with something new and your sound changes. I mean, even if you feel like it sounds like it's in the same sort of genre as your old stuff to other people they hear it and think like oh this is a new little direction yeah um so the song that you just released most recently yeah. i want to talk about that more um over you that is quite a bop thank you i, I enjoyed that and Thanks there's a music so video for this as well there so is. um tell me about how this one came into being so my brother and his girlfriend both work in tv and they, I said to them, do you want to do like a little home video? And I was like, but if we're doing a home video, let's like make it a home video. Mm -hmm. Rather than it look like really low budget and rubbish, you might as well mm -hmm. like actually explore that and make it look like that's on purpose. Right. So we has, he had like an old cam recorder. It was happened all like really organically. He had a little cam recorder and then we like tried to record on that and it was a bit rubbish. Mm -hmm. So then we ended up taping my phone like with tape to this camera <laughs> and like filming the little window and that's mm -hmm. kind of how that happened and then we did it in different rooms in my house mm -hmm. and every time we'd change a room I'd go outfit change <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a bit in my car and there's a clip of mm -hmm. my cat because mm -hmm. I don't know my brother put it in there I was like why not she can be in it <laughs> we love her <laughs> yeah. do the visual things come to you quite naturally when you're writing or are they usually a bit more difficult to get a handle on um uh I feel like visually I'm always like very clothes orientated. Mm -hmm. Like I always when I think about videos or like photo shoots, it's always the clothes. I love clothes. Mm -hmm. I love like vintage and secondhand mm -hmm. and charity shops and things like that. So um it's always like, oh when I when I play this, what would I want to wear? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that kind of then transpires into the rest around it. But yeah, so that video was pretty simple. But yeah, no, visually it just kind of Whatever happens, happens. It's never really that planned. Mm. Well, you know, that sometimes is something that happens when you're on the day and you, you go into it without a concept. 
and you just try something like you have a little idea of how to do it but you don't know what the content it's is definitely a bit of trial and, and error just, yeah it all just kind of falls into place but they're often the best projects i think when they're because they're more natural like yeah. if you're trying to engineer it it turns out a bit frustrating um but the song itself where was this one recorded is this do you use a, a regular studio um i work with a guy called ed um ed denham he i record with him he has a like a home studio so we did that one to get recorded that with uh, his studio um yeah it's an old song i wrote it a couple of years ago but yeah it's always been one of my favorites so i finally got around to recording it and releasing mm-hmm. it so yeah do you enjoy the studio time uh i do i do um ed just like works away and i'll just sit there and go no <laughs> yeah i'm uh, not sure on that one <laughs> but no we work well together so it's all good i do enjoy studio time yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um in terms of who you're listening to at the moment i mean in terms of this single actually when you were recording this do you often feel like the things you're listening to or the, the people listening to play into the way you um, work in the studio as well as in the writing? Um, I guess so, because in the sense of that I'll be like, oh, I'll listen to elements of those songs and be like, what parts What parts have made this sound like that? That's yeah. the most simple way yeah. to explain it, but if you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, I do think so. Um, I think at the time when... Because that was written a while ago, but when recording... Um, I got really into like Cheryl Crow mm. for a bit, so I think and old Alanis Morissette and like mm-hmm. Jagged Little Pill and that album. So I think that's where like the grungy mm-hmm. element maybe came from. And I thought, right, I want when recording it, I want it to kind of sound a little bit mm-hmm. like that. So I think so, yeah.
Alpha Sessions. Who are you listening to at the moment? What's your top artist? I can't stop. Oh, so I've been listening to, it was a bit rogue, I've been listening to a lot of LCD Sound System at the moment. That is rogue. I know. Uh, yeah, no, my boyfriend's dad loves them. Huh. And then just, and then he let, plays it a lot, so mm. I just got into but you know when you listen to something loads and you kind of just go actually I kind of like that so I've been listening to a lot of LCD sound system which Brilliant. is kind of random mm-hmm. very not me and who's your, what about your earliest memory of somebody you heard when you were younger and you thought other than Nelly and Kelly um, <laughs> as inspirations people that you would cite as your main inspirations oh McFly yes. I loved McFly yeah I saw them seven times as oh. a kid oh okay that... first gig Wembley Arena meet and greet like Wow. Danny picked me. Danny was my favourite. Yeah, Danny's my favourite. Was he? Yeah, absolutely. He's actually mine, so can you back okay, up? Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting the pen out. <laughs> I've got one too. Um, yeah, no, I remember we had a meet and greet. My, um, someone we knew, knew them, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And we had a meet and greet and Danny picked me up. Like, he had no idea he was my favourite, but like <laughs> life made. And I remember I had like pink love heart knickers on. I mean, I was only five. And it like came out a bit. My mum, I was a bit of a, a bit of a lump. My mum was like, don't break his arm. He's got to go on stage in a minute. Oh, and I had a little wow. leather jacket on and he was like, nice bit of leather that. And I was like, made my life. Wow. So yeah, I loved McFly. Yeah. I even think sometimes now, like, when I'm writing a song and I'll do like a major to minor, I'm like in a chord. I'm like so McFly. <laughs> that is me and my brother call that the McFly minor. Yeah, it's yeah. A song and then you do a little tragic minor. Yeah, it's McFly minor. Yeah, so um, McFly. Yeah, they were actually the first live gig I ever saw. Really? In Bournemouth in the big. What a tour was it? I went to the Wonderland was, tour. Oh no, Mum was much later. It was mm. the Memory Lane. So it was like 2011 or 2012. Yeah. Something uh, like that. Mm. Was, yeah. It was the first proper big show. I think I went to that tour, but I went to Hammersmith. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it was I, a good time. It was a good time. My mum took me to every gig, and I used to stand on the chair. And we'd be like, oh, yeah. the security guard was coming, my mum would be like, get down. <laughs> <laughs> did you want to be in a band because of them? Or did, were you always a solo act? I head? always wanted to be solo. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe it's because I've, I've been a bit, bit more passive now, but when I was a kid, I was a bit bossy. <laughs> so the idea of anyone telling me what to do probably wasn't very nice. But yeah, I know. no, it was always solo. I just I, I loved writing songs, and I didn't want anyone else mm. to interfere. Yeah, I think McFly is actually really underrated oh, influence because great? their catalogue is so huge, and the way they write is sometimes no really theatrical. Yeah, right. There's some weird <laughs> weird chords in there. Very, sometimes really theatrical, sometimes very grungy, yeah. rock, sometimes very poppy. There's just, it's very broad. Yeah. Um, but that also explains the 90s that Alanis Morissette sort of going back that way. Because I think their influences would have been yeah. a little bit from that I mean, era. Love, very like Beach Boysy influenced and yeah. things like that, aren't they? Yeah, no, love. Oh, it's a brilliant time. Um, <laughs> so, in terms of playing live, you play, you do play live yeah. regularly. Um, have you got any gigs upcoming this um, year? I haven't. There's a potential when the next single comes out to be mm-hmm. a couple of gigs following that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that will be out in September. So, yeah, so potentially in September there will be some gigs happening, not mm-hmm. not any this month or next month at the moment. But, yeah. You mentioned your coming upcoming single. Oh, right? yeah, so I do. So I'd love to talk about that. <laughs> the last song you played for us. Um, I know special treats never yeah. been heard before. Exclusive, exclusive, it's an exclusive. I love <laughs> exclusive. And now this one, I, I mean, it's quite interesting. It's called One for Me. Yeah. Um, tell me about how how this song happened. To you. Um, this song is just about uh, unexpectedly meeting someone and just being like, 
I'd never thought this would happen, mm-hmm. but it actually really works, and that uh, you might be the one. Mm-hmm. As cringy as that is, <laughs> it always sounds worse when you say it out loud. I like know. when you listen to it, and you're like, "Yeah, I get entirely what this is about." Oh. But when you just put it into a sentence, it's a bit like, "What am I saying?" <laughs> Such um, a loser. <laughs> I mean, I picked up. You don't have to say this, but um, on an alternate title that you had. Oh yeah. Before it was originally called "Might Be" because it's like you might be the one for me, but yeah, I called it "Might Be" just to. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have fun with it. Um, and I thought, right, this one sounds like it's destined for a full band production. Like when you're playing, I don't know how. If, have you recorded it yet? Yeah, it's, it's done. done. It's, oh, done. it's done. I can oh, give you a sneak preview yes. after this. Oh, yeah. none of you get to hear this. <laughs> so, you know, enjoy that. Um, but yeah, when you were playing it, I remember thinking like you can hear. In, do you do that when you're playing in your head? You hear the production. Yeah, I do. I'm like, what, I'm like, this is gonna sound so good with a band. <laughs> do you often play with a band, or are you always play? It's always me. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I think it would actually elevate my music. Mm. But I'm a bit apologetic for my existence sometimes. So I feel like if I ask, I'd be like, I don't want to force you to play my rubbish songs. <laughs> that was that was a big step. <laughs> apologetic for my existence. <laughs> That was a bit dramatic, wasn't it? Why is that? Because you feel like you don't want to... I don't know. I just feel like I. no one ever wants to play your songs. They just want to play theirs. No. Oh, no. (laughs) People love playing all sorts of things. And actually, I think my drummer would agree that he, he said before, when he plays my stuff, he actually enjoys it sometimes more than his band because... He doesn't have to think, and he yeah. doesn't mean that in a bad way. But they just they can enjoy just it. enjoy it. Yeah, they don't feel yeah. like there's any pressure for their own. Like, oh, I'm showing my songs. So actually, I think you'd find a lot of people who love it. Yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes, you do. But um, where would you where would you play next if you were to pick any venue, your dream venue for this year? Where would you like to play a gig? Dream venue for this year. Mm. I don't know. You know. What kind of venues have you played um, in the past? Um, I played like um, Blue's Kitchen in Brixton mm, and things like that. I mean, I quite love that venue. I'd be really happy to play there again. Mm. It's a really good gig. Um, I played a lot of like the Little East London ones and things like that. I don't know, you know, I actually don't have an answer. I know it's not very good. No, I mean, that <laughs> is an answer in itself. You're happy to play anywhere. Yeah. You just pitch up. Do you busk? Have you ever busked? I did when I was, I remember when I was about 12, I went busking mm. and with my, it was me and my brother's friend. And we do like Jess, like covers. We do like a bit of Jesse J and Amy mm-hmm. Winehouse, and because we sit on the South Bank, mm-hmm. and tourists obviously, you know, when you're on holiday and like foreign currencies like monopoly money, yeah. tourists would just walk past and drop twenty just quid in. We made like eighty quid in one hour wow. once. Yeah, it was well, brilliant. The South Bank is quite a coveted slot, I think. Yeah, it is. But then we got moved along by the South Bank Patrol. Oh, wow. okay. There, the is there is such thing. There is such thing. It's the South Bank Patrol. We got moved along. <laughs> But yeah, no, that was that was the easiest money I've ever made. It, but I've yeah, never bust since. No, no, it's not for you. Weather? I don't know. Oh. I know. I don't know if it is. <laughs> you just prefer venues. Yeah, like good venue. Um, well, we look forward to seeing you live. I look forward to hearing your signal singles. Um, Thank you. Coming out this year. Yeah. Have we got a date for that, or is it all still? Uh, not a date. It's still. Still not fully said. Yeah, okay. but it is coming. It is coming. It is, it is coming. coming. <laughs> and if people want to find you on social media and anywhere else, where should we look for you? Um, I'm on all platforms. Say on Instagram, that's probably where I'm most active. It's Daya Doyle, and I'm on TikTok and mm-hmm. Twitter, and it's like a mixture of music and you know mm-hmm. general life posts and things. Lovely. Um, yeah. Great. Well, thank you for coming on our session. Thank you so much for having me. I've had so much fun. It's been lovely. <laughs> See you soon. See you soon. 
Second. 